Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. I'm your host, Mike C., and we got another awesome show scheduled for you here this week. We're going to be talking all things horror like we usually do, but before we get to that, I'd like to introduce my amazing co-hosts. First, you know him best as the man who was the second runner-up in the 1973 Miss USA pageant. Everybody say hello to Rich. That was only because the, the bitch that won cheated. Oh, she cheated. She was an awful person. <laughs> I would have been. And we know what I happened to her. Exactly. We know I what happened to her. I would have been the winner. You just, I you, just, you just didn't commit enough. You didn't want to put the Vaseline on your teeth. Uh, you know, I, I, I went. I did all their things though. We're not going to talk about the horror <laughs> I went through. That's and a whole other show for a whole yes. other day. I didn't. I didn't understand Brazilian waxing until that moment. <laughs> they That's tricked me into know, that. But who That's did? You've done our known you. Who up. did know about that at that <laughs> point? No, nobody knew. Nobody knew. But I did it to win. Damn it. And I should have won. That's the day you got what they call the Telly Savalas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also with us, you just heard him talk in here. Uh, he's the owner of 8122 Production Studios. Everybody welcome back, Ron. Well, that's happening. All right, so unfortunately, we've got some sad news to start the show off this week. Uh, you know her from the Conjuring universe. You know her as somebody that was involved with the Amityville Horror and the Conjuring and a whole bunch of other paranormal stories. Uh, Lorraine Warren sadly passed away this past Thursday at the age of 92. We're, I was waiting for the sad news. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I had to be a heel on that. You I'm did. sorry. We had to take a little light. Well, I mean, she we had a good run, 92. 92, she I, had a good run. I don't she even think I want to make it to 92. I'm got just Got a saying. lot of fame and fortune out of uh, a whole bunch of things that I, was, I personally don't believe in. But. And she was making a ton of money on, at the end here off of all the filming licensing. So I feel not bad at all. Good for her. Good. Now she gets to be with her husband again. Yeah, she gets to be with that again. She gets to take all that money with her, right? No, no. Somebody, no. somebody else gets that money. No. I don't. Do they, I think they have children, right? Uh, at the very least, I know they had a daughter, Judy, who was actually in the Conjuring. She not not the real person, but the character was portrayed as a little girl in the Conjuring movies, there and she's actually going to be in the new Annabelle movie that's coming out. There you go, man. So she <laughs> just she just hit the jackpot. Actually, they already had money though. No. I mean, I, I I agree with Mike. I don't believe in necessarily everything that she was pitching. It's always sad to see somebody go, but yeah. 92, 92 is a hell of a run. I just want to point that out there. I I have a different outlook on life. When people, like, mind you, she had a bunch of awesome stuff. She was successful, cool. Whether you believe what they were peddling or not, doesn't matter. It, it still was cool. She had a good life. Uh, but I always feel like when somebody dies, like, at 92, i.e. when Stanley passed. It was a hard thing when Stanley passed. I love Stanley. But, I mean, the man lived, like, a, almost 100 years. I mean, that's a lot of living. And he did a lot of amazing things. And he did things. a lot of amazing things. And I mean, and just like her, like to some people, she's a hero like Stan Lee was because there are people who believe all of her stuff. There's people who believe in that paranormal. She has brought us immense, immense entertainment. I love The Conjuring. I do like the original Amityville Horror movie, as we talked about in the past. So like, there's been a lot of entertainment that's been connected to her and the mm -hmm. things that she did. So that's awesome. Kudos to her. Hats off to her as well. I just think when you live that long, I mean, I, I'm not as sad. Like, I mean, it sucks for, like, us. Like, it sucked that Stan Lee was gone because I don't get to see no more, no more Stan Lee stuff. However, it's like, man, he had a run. And just like hers, 92. That's a, that's almost 100 years. That's a run. Man, I, like I said, I don't know if I want to live that long. Just uh, letting you guys know that. I, I hear it's the other way around, though. When, once you get to a certain point, you start wanting more and more. Really? Uh, over age. Yeah. I already want to live to be 400. Yeah, like, when, once you get to, like, a certain point, your you, your mind just clicks to where... Well, you now. guys are both older than me, so maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. I, I don't see it either, but I'm just saying, like, everybody else that gets older, like, they say either, like, their mind just clicked all of a sudden when they were, like, 62 or 78 right. that they want they wanted another year, so they wanted, instead of, you know... That's how I feel now. A lot of people don't realize I'm two 92. Questions, I'm going to tie this in. <laughs> two questions, though. First question, and the second question will tie it into the, the to Lorraine uh, Warren stuff. Sure. Uh, first question is it do you think it's because people are scared of the uncertainty of death 
Do you think that's really what it is? Like, well, I sure am. And I, I, mind you, I don't bring this up often, and I, I, I'm going to just say it because I just whatever. I think it's the permanency of death that it's permanent. Right. So I'm, I, I am a Christian. I, I don't bring that up enough, and I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and trust me. I'm not gonna browbeat everybody about it. But so I believe that when I die, I go to heaven. I go to be with God. So death for me isn't as bad of sounding as, as for other people. I understand that. I get that. People of faith actually have it really good. And this is where I'm going to kick it into Lorraine Warren. Lorraine Warren also was a person of faith. Yes. And so she, and she also talked to the paranormal, believed that ghosts and everything were real. So that she knew there was an afterlife. If you go by her body of work, correct? Correct. So going by that judgment, I, I would assume that she's perfectly fine. Cause that means she has to be with that again. And she knows that life goes on. Uh, I, I think that when people are scared of it is because you don't know the, is the uncertainty part. If you don't know or you don't believe, you know, what's it going? Now, mind you, people will be like, well, what if you're wrong, Rich? Well, if I'm wrong, I'm still dead. and It, it doesn't matter. I'm dead. You know what I mean? That's but what my I, mom always says to me. You won't know it. Right. You won't know it. So it doesn't If really it's just matter. lights out, you won't know. You won't know. My, my issue with that whole concept is what's the point? Why are we here? Why is everything? Why are our bodies as intricate as they are? What What's the whole point of all of this if it's just lights out and duh, Mike? It's because we're doing horizontal six hundred seven. That's well, why we're here. You know, this is my legacy. You know what? <laughs> I'm proud of this show, but I, I hope to do more than this. I just want I want to point this out. This show could lead to a bigger legacy. It really we keep could. Plugging away. We're young in this game. Yeah, I'm we could end to... up being. You know, we're, there's big plans. We have plans I, for the future. I'm I heard, hoping. I heard the best thing about a month ago takes 10 years to be an overnight success yeah uh-huh. it's true true story so it's gonna be that long before i become that female well, stripper that i was hoping to <laughs> well that, that's well, gonna also cost you a surgery anytime you want i got a wig in the other room for you buddy. Well, i just want to point out that's gonna cost you a surgery and some other some other stuff but you know or, it, or right price it. for the right price and if you have good enough insurance that covers that because some insurance providers do i have excellent insurance we could, uh, we could actually make this happen within a year yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you got to heal and everything yeah well, but i i don't know if you really want to you go that route, but if you do, I support you with whatever you want to do, Mike. I appreciate. It. That's why I do this show with you guys because you're so supportive and just but, darn good friends. But going back to that, I, I think that that's why even for somebody like her, she would probably say celebrate her life. But you know, she's probably it, it, I would assume she thinks she's in a better place as well. And she, if going by belief, she probably is because we had similar beliefs, obviously. Right. Uh, so I just think that that's why, like to the point, because you just I yeah. do think that that's why as people as you start to see get older and you don't understand it either because you're not that kind of a person. But a lot of people as they start getting older and they don't have a belief system they don't have a faith system or they don't have you know whatever into there's something more or something after life they start to go oh man my life is precious because i'm going to run out of time and i'm closer to that run out because no matter what at 30 it, let's say that because the average human life in the United States is around 72, I do believe yeah, it was for men yeah. and 77 for women. So if you're at 30, you still got about a 42 year run. So you're not really worried about that. But if you're at 60, your runs down to 12 years. If you go by those numbers, yeah. if you're, you know, as yeah, a guy. Yeah. So in your mind, you could live longer. You could live less. It, that's just, that's life. But right. I agree with Mike. The, the reason, part of my reasoning for having faith is because there has to be something more. I don't think we were just put here to, you know, whatever and be done. That's just me. I'd like to believe that at least. If it is, oh, well, I'm going to be dead like everybody else. Right. But that's just what I would like to believe. And like I said, only reason I brought that up is because I know that she has a similar. So I'm assuming that she's happy that she's back with Ed because they were really, uh, really, they were really. They were a great love, love story. You can say what you want about them. I don't believe in most of the mumble jumble that they had either. Right. But they had a true love story. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They were definitely there for each other. So I know she was probably at the end, instead of being upset, she's probably excited that she got to be with him. Yeah. And also, like I said, with their work, if their work wasn't babble like we think it some of it was not mind you some of it probably wasn't some of it wasn't you know up in the air i don't know i don't believe it as we know i don't believe in any of that paranormal stuff but if it wasn't she also has evidence and she's seen evidence that there's life after death right so i would assume that she had no qualms going maybe she'll come back and and annabelle the doll oh man you know it'd be great if she does come back like i i don't know (laughs) do you think ed came back do you think like ed was just with her the whole time because she seemed very content uh, yeah, Ed was probably like a like a checkerboard or something that they pulled from one of their cases. I, I'm sure. I'm just saying, maybe like, a nutcracker because she seemed very up, upbeat about that. That you know, once again, I, I like I said, kudos to the work she's done because it has led to some great entertaining moments. I just wanted to you know point out I had to make the cheap joke. No, yeah. and now that I'm absolutely mortified after the conversation we just had, and uh, I feel terrible about everything in life. Uh, on to the next, on to the next piece of business here. Uh, there was a new official, the official trailer for Swamp Thing hit just today. 
if for some reason they like to do it the days we record. They do. Yeah. Luckily, this time it wasn't while we were doing the show. It hey, was yeah. actually no, no. Luckily, right it was while we were doing the show. Well, because, it gave us something interesting. To well, talk no, about because we week. had already talked about them canceling it, and then we got to retract. Right, well, not retract. Add on to it right then and there. So I'm having to wait a full week to go. You know, yeah, exactly. Right before we went on the air, it was the gone, timing was good. But so at least this time it was us. it was on there. You know, before we actually came into the studio. Today. That's true. Did you actually see the trailer yet? I did see the trailer. I How did. cool was that? I didn't yet. Trailer I was yeah. sweet. I and by the way, I want to point out straight up horror. Yeah. How yeah. awesome does Crystal thing read look? Oh. oh. <laughs> I know where you're always going to go with these, but how cool does the actual the Swamp Thing get up look? Yeah, Derek Mears. Derek Mears, a.k.a. Jason. So good, man. He looks awesome. It looks great. I mean, there's been stills and stuff out there, but like seeing it moving and, oh, man. Yeah, this isn't the 1980s television series. This looks pretty cool. And I want to point this out. This definitely, with being done by James Wan, and and, and he's phenomenal at what he does, I believe that, all that stuff where they cut it down to 10 episodes and stuff, I, I you're probably going to get a season two. It looks that good. I don't know. I, if, if fans don't watch like it. Here's the thing. If people don't like this, I don't know what's wrong with you. Just from the... I mean, obviously, it could be swerving us with the trailers, but the trailer was on point. It didn't give away too much. It gave you a look at things... And and I'm telling you, man, just if it's as good, if it's half as good as it looks, it'll get a season. It should get a season two. Yeah, I definitely. And everything and DC's I, done so far in DC Universe, Ron can attest this. He watches it all. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, everything's solid. Everything's getting another season. They're already casting for Titans too. So this kind of came out of nowhere yesterday. Um, there's a new adaptation of Stephen King's Salem's Lot that's going to be made. Um, it didn't specify whether it's going to be another miniseries or if it's going to actually be in theaters. But um, but it's going to be produced by James Wan, who's got his hand in anything horror. I just said a minute ago, he yeah. does a great job. Yeah. Um, now, I didn't see the remake. There was a remake in the early 2000s of it. I believe that was also a miniseries, if I'm not mistaken. But the original okay, was. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spoil alert right now. This will not be a miniseries because nobody does miniseries anymore. Uh, it'll be a movie. Especially if James Wan's making it. Now, the other thing it could be is a show show. Because nobody does miniseries anymore. You either yeah, do a it's show, been a long time. You're right. You either do a show, because now we have like the Netflixes yeah. and Hulus and Disney Pluses. You, you, we you, just you. went through all this. We have all of those of the world. So you do a show. Or you do a movie. But I feel like they're hitting such home runs at the box office with King Properties. Right. And it's James Wan. He tends to... You know, other than the Swamp Thing show, he tends to be just movies, right? And I'm pointing out the fact that they've hit so many home runs with Stephen King properties. There is no way in hell this is not going to be a movie, right? Now, have you seen the original? Two- yes, yes. It might be a two-part movie if they want to go that route, but it'll be a movie, right? And that's you know what I was hoping to hear, and I, I I'm sure you're I've right. I've also seen the sequel to the original. The sequel to the original miniseries. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. was actually pretty good. Was it? I Believe heard it not, of it. I never watched it. You should check it out sometime when you have time because you have to have a lot of time to adapt to that, yeah. obviously, as you know. Uh, it wasn't... For what it was, it was not horrible. There were certain things in it that I didn't like that they added, but for the most part, it kind of stayed true to the story. So it was kind of like one of those, like, if you erased, like, only about a quarter of it, it would have made it way better, mm-hmm. and it would have probably made a list that we we're going to tease later. Yeah. So, but outside of that, it was outside of that. It was also very long because I do believe that was also like a four-part miniseries, kind right. of like the original was. I don't think it was straight to movie. And you know, the original one it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it was a it was Good that story. era of movies look incredible. It was so creepy looking. Good so, story. So Good visual, story. And, and you gotta remember, amazing. it's also a made-for-TV movie. It's yeah. It's deemed as one of the. It's deemed as the greatest made-for-TV horror movie. It really is, because if the look of it does not look like a made-for-TV movie, it looks very crisp like a real movie, but it was yeah. a miniseries because it was like, what, six episodes, right? I think it's like six, four, four to six episodes. So it was like a four I want to say it was four. I'd it, have to look it up. It was up. a four to six hour It was to long. Do. It was yeah, long. Yeah, it was long. That's why it was a miniseries, because back then people thought that was all right. Now, right. Now, once again, we've gone away from that because we have such avenues that you could actually do either. If it's going to be six hours or above, you make it a show. Right. If it's going to be six hours below, you make two parts of a movie. Right. You know, because that's where you run into it. It should, yeah. Between the two parts, you run about five hours and some change. Yeah, and I mean, we're on such a Stephen King kick right now, too, that I, I'm sure it'll end up in that, theaters. That's it. That's my whole argument. Stephen King movies are making bank. Look at what it did. Look at what the the Pet Cemetery remake just did, and then look at what it two is going to make because it chapter two, even no matter what, that is going to make exceed. eighty million dollars or better in the opening week. Yeah, both are going to make you know 
It chapter one made some ridiculous like five or six hundred million dollars overall. It, was it chapter two will do at least from four to six hundred million. Uh, right it may now, exceed it right now. It pet, right it. and right now, Pet Cemetery is worldwide around three or four hundred million. Like it's. <laughs> It, Stephen King movies are making money. And right. so we're going to see a lot of Stephen King remakes and redos. And I'm glad for Salem's Lot because I think that that's a story that could get a big screen treatment and make it even better. And it could be better. You're right. You're right. Especially if they get a good cast for it. They get good writers for it. I don't know that people... I mean, if you're a Stephen King fan, you may know it. I don't think it's one of the the more well-known no. stories like Pet Cemetery or It or The Shining. You know, it's kind of one of those like second level second tier you know uh, stories that he's got but um it was an excellent especially looking oh it looked it looked for the time it would look phenomenal oh I yeah agree with you late 70s early 80s that that time frame of movies look incredible and it so. didn't and it didn't look like a tv movie no it was not shot at all. like a, a pro very well done because back then that's when tv and film were shot completely differently yeah and uh, they it looked like a, a professional movie at yeah. that point. so i'm i'm interested i'm, I'm gonna dig it i can't wait for it uh you guys ever see the series slasher no. Okay. <laughs> I had to do the extended. No. No. So Slasher something, you guys, uh, you can find it on Netflix. Uh, there's two seasons currently. Uh, the first season was actually on the Chiller channel when it existed. Uh, Chiller went out of business, closed down shop back at the end of 2017. I kind of missed Chiller. Yeah, I did too, because they had yeah. some good stuff on there. And this was a good, the, the first season was an excellent season. But I have replaced Chiller in the lineup, of course. With what? Well, what, 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 what do we always talk about? What, what, what? Crystal Reed? No. <laughs> that may be me. <laughs> no, Mike, it's not Crystal Reed. Why does it always come down to Crystal Reed, man? No, of course, I'm talking about Shutter. And Shutter, you can get for $4.99 a month. I'm just saying, I'm just letting it out there. I got. They don't pay us yet. I'm they hoping, don't. I'm hoping this leads to being paid because I've I've had conversations on our on our Twitter with the guy who runs it. So They're hopefully. big fans of our show. I, I think as so. they should be. They should. So yeah, the first season though uh, was really really good. Um, not the best thing of all time. It was you know kind of had the the chiller value to it. You know that's the bad little, part about chiller. Yeah, yeah, a little bit low budget, but it was a really good story. The second season. <sighs> It's an anthology series, so the second season was a different story. It had a lot of familiar faces in it from the first season, but uh, wasn't quite as good of a story. A little bit more predictable. But uh, Netflix took over for the second season of it because Chiller kind of went under. Um, the third season is being produced, and it is going to be coming on May twenty third on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, kind of anxious to see what that's going to be about. Um, you can find some news about that on Bloody Disgusting, and uh, if I haven't already posted, I believe I did post something on our website on Facebook about it. If not, I'm going to get it up there later. But um, it's got the premise and everything, and uh, it, it, to me it looks good. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I'll, I'll, have see to check it, I'll have to check it out, because we can talk about that on the show for sure. I'll check out the first couple seasons, and we're steamrolling right into th- season three. I love doing stuff like that. Yeah. I just got caught up on Cobra Kai. You know, I wanted to see, I only saw what was free on YouTube. I didn't get to see the rest of the first season, but I really wanted to see it. And now I really want to see the second season. It's really good. I just want to throw it out there. I just can't justify it. I haven't saw the second season yet because that doesn't come, it comes out today or tomorrow. Yeah. It's the second season. But I just can't justify it. I just rewatched season one for us, but especially youtube i justify them all the time but i get that for free because i have google play music so you get youtube pre well it used to be youtube red now it's youtube premium for free gotcha well whichever one you don't pay for you get the other one for free so i've been a google play customer for a long time so oh that explains why uh spotify does that with hulu that's right that's exactly that's how they do the little partnerships so sometimes sometimes you get to pay off there anyways uh but let us know what you think on Facebook, because I'm glad you're part of Facebook. Let us know what you think about what we said on Facebook. Uh, Horrorzone607 on Facebook. Also, you can let us know what you think on Twitter, at Horrorzone607. Use the hashtag HZ607 when talking about the show. And Mike, we got a, an interesting second segment lined up, don't we? What are we going to talk about before when we come back? Yeah, so there was a little horror movie, another one that came out this past weekend called The Curse of La Llorona, and it made some money at the box office this weekend. So when we get back, we're going to be talking a little bit about The Curse of La Llorona. Wait for everyone to shadows play in the sun. Young 
and welcome back to the zone. So before the break, I mentioned that uh, the Curse of La Llorona hit theaters this past weekend, and uh, it was a pretty pretty big success in its opening weekend. Uh, made twenty six and a half million dollars here in the states and another thirty million internationally. So at this point in time, it has made fifty six and a half million dollars worldwide. Um, not bad for a movie that had a $9 million budget. Not too shabby. They, they're, they're getting a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. Make that much money, you're getting a sequel. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta say that I, I would like to see more of this film. Uh, I meant to do a review. It was Easter weekend. Uh, I was busy. I had family in town. Excuses, I haven't been feeling so great excuses. the last couple of days. So I, I feel like, I feel like everybody in 8122 Productions is making damn excuses all the time. I yeah. can't get Friday off from work. I gotta go out of town with my family. It was Easter break. Man, you guys. Yeah, guys, I know I'm a slave driver over here. I, know. I can get Friday off on work if I want to. <laughs> I, just I, don't need I wasn't to. saying you, Ron. Calm it down. I just that don't was, need that was somebody else from another show <laughs> who thinks that he can only write a review if he gets a Friday off from work. <laughs> and I know he doesn't listen to this show, so shots can be fired. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what did he do last night? He wrote one last night. Exactly. Dude. Ron's asking for a friend. <laughs> but anyways, Mike, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just, it was just a joke. We had to throw it out there, a little inside baseball humor, if you will. But it happens. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get it. I get why you couldn't do it. Trust me, I wasn't doing anything over the weekend except for going to brunch at Traditions on Sunday. Ooh, that sounds that's delightful. I, I know, sorry. Now Very we're delightful. Getting, we're getting in the weeds again. Go back to La La <laughs> <laughs> So just to give like a quick synopsis of the movie, uh, it starts out in 1673 in Mexico. Um, there's a couple playing with their children in a field. Uh, one of the sons gives his mother a necklace. Time out. Are we doing some spoilers here? Um, I'll probably just keep it okay, spoiler so we'll, free. Uh, we'll do a spoiler light, but I just want to give the, the warning. Spoiler alert is out there, just in case there is something that gets a little spoiler. Yeah, just, just usually with my I reviews, I try not to spoil I, too I, I much. I know, I just want to so. feel better because then people complain if you don't. So we'll yeah. just say, we'll, get, uh, we'll just go with the synopsis. A, there's a synopsis, but we'll just a uh, little maybe possible baby spoilers. We're going to try to keep it big spoilers. Yeah, if you don't so. want to know how the movie begins, then don't listen to this segment. <laughs> no, I'm just, I just want to just throw it out there just because I don't want to get, a, before we get too far off, I don't want to get somebody <laughs> pissed off because I, you guys didn't tell me you were going to talk about the big surprise and act three where the lady is actually bruce willis i'm just saying you know and allegedly. i i don't want to lose i don't want to lose our fans in uganda or was, wait a minute or was so. bruce willis allegedly the lady i don't know bruce don't willis know. actually that's the surprise bruce willis is the lady <laughs> and, and he's he was, the weeping woman and he was dead and he was dead the whole time the whole time the, damn it that's damn it nobody needs to see this movie now yes continue <laughs> i on. just Sorry. ruined it for for the continue. entire studio I just, I just wanted to i just wanted to put it out there because you know what you don't get hate until you spoil something and exactly get busy all right so the boy gives his mother this this necklace uh she takes it he closes his eyes and when he opens them the family's missing He's looking around in the field, and he comes across a little extreme like, type thing. It, it, water. Okay. And he sees, he can hear his mother crying. And uh, when he comes across her, he sees her drowning his brother in this water. Um, at that point, she looks up with this evil look, snaps her head up and looks at him, and it cuts to the credits. Uh, jumps to 1973 Los Angeles at that point. And that's where the rest of the movie takes place. Uh, so... Basically, what happens from there, um, there's a social worker who's dealing, investigating a case. She knows this woman, uh, knows she has two boys, and they're investigating them, um, investigating her for basically neglecting her children. And they catch wind that she's got her children locked in the house. The kids haven't been to school. Nobody knows what's going on. So she pays a visit to the house with a police officer. Tells the officer to stay outside because she knows this woman. The woman only trusts her. She goes inside and finds that these kids are locked inside of a closet, bolted into a closet. The mother of these children pleads with her not to open the door. Uh, as she goes to try to open the door, the mother attacks her. At that point, the cop comes in, arrests this mother, takes her outside, and the social worker opens up the closet door and lets the kids out. The kids end up in basically some sort of a halfway home, like a YMCA type thing. And uh, when they're sleeping, the one brother wakes up to notice that his other brother is missing. He sees him kind of sleepwalking down a hall. They go down the hall and they kind of come back in touch with each other. And you see this crying woman who is La Llorona. That's, that's the name of this, uh, the weeping woman. And uh, she kills them. 
so there's your spoiler. These these two little boys get killed off very early in the movie. At that point, um, you start to see the social worker. She also has two young kids, a son and a daughter. And they start to hear this weeping woman and start to see all these weird things in the house. They see this woman in their house. And quickly you find out that the weeping woman has now taken to this family and is after these kids. So the events of the movie unfold. Uh, the, the the social worker starts being investigated, just like the mother of these other children in the beginning were. She's trying to hide her kids. Nobody wants to help her. Nobody wants to believe her. They see markings on the kids. All kinds of weird things are happening that this ghost is doing to these kids, but everybody thinks the mother's doing it. So you got the social workers going after her. You've got her trying to defend her children against La Llorona. And uh, that's basically where the movie goes from there. So I don't want to give away anything more because that's the gist of the story. That's the meat and potatoes of it. Um, what I will say about this movie, aside from the fact that it had all of the corny horror movie tropes that we all love and hate, you know, <laughs> that we all know and hate, I should say, uh, you know, it has a lot of those in there. I've gotten accustomed to that in the Conjuring universe. As it turns out, this movie is part of the Conjuring universe. There's a very subtle um throwback to the original annabelle movie and that's what ties it in uh i'm sure that as this series goes on they'll probably tie it in more to the conjuring but it's just a very subtle thing that they show uh in the middle of the movie um not too much of a spoiler because that came out right before the movie hit i was gonna say uh they were were putting it on posters actually before the movie came right yeah so but uh you know it had the they had those those tropes in it that um you know you see I'm just trying to think of what can happen. You know, one of them, like you see a mirror kind of move one way and it moves back and there's the, the, the weeping woman in the mirror, you know, stuff like that throughout stuff. That's corny. That was unnecessary. Aside from that though, excellent acting. Linda Cardellini played the mother, the social worker, the mother of the two kids. uh, And that's what the, most of the story was about. She's an excellent actress. You may know her from grandma's boy. And she was also um, Velma in the Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, okay, okay. Hawkeye's wife in Avengers. Oh, there you go. Yes. Good, good chime in there, sir. So uh, she was really good in the movie. Um, very believable as the mother of these kids. Very believable as she she didn't come off as one of those women where, or, or characters, I should say, where something terrible is happening and she just gets over it in two seconds. She's, you can see the anguish on her face. You can feel her pain. You can, you can feel the urgency throughout the movie where she's trying to save her kids. So... Excellent acting from her. Excellent acting from the kids that played her children. Um, what I really dug about this movie was, as I always say in horror movies, you heard me say it a million times, I'll say it a million more, atmosphere, atmosphere, atmosphere. The way they filmed this movie, it just looked incredible. It was dark. It was gritty. It was just scary movie. It actually had a lot of suspense to it. And... Um, you know, the overall the character is probably a little bit too much. They show a little too much of La Llorona. Um, I kind of prefer it when the horror movie villain is kind of like Michael Myers in the original Halloween, where you just kind of don't see much of it. The shape. Yeah, you know, I prefer a shape in a in a horror movie. There's a little too much of La Llorona, but she was terrifying. She was a scary villain, and I want to see more of her. But uh, overall. Just, you know, based on the look of the movie, based on the pacing of the movie, based on the suspense and based on the acting, um, I didn't do a review. I would easily give this movie a probably, I would say, uh, a 7.5 out of 10, if not an 8 out of 10. Wow, you seem to be good with the uh, 7.5s. And yeah, days. yeah. And the more I thought about it after our last show talking with Ron, <laughs> I probably would have given Pet Cemetery a little bit less, maybe a 6.5 or a 7 instead of a 7.5. Because there were just things that I, when I was writing the review, I forgot about, you know, the the plot so, holes that were in that movie. But uh, this movie, <laughs> this movie was seriously, and I don't know how you guys would like it because I know you guys didn't see it. But um, I know you wanted uh, to. No, that's what I wanted to see, but me being stupid on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, I had time, I might go see it this coming week. But it's, uh, time is time is coming at a premium, man. Especially yeah. since Avengers Endgame. Uh, I would skip Avengers Endgame and go see La Llorona. Okay, now we know you've been smoking. <laughs> and whatever that is, you need to share. I could care less about the Avengers, so that's why I say that. So I, I will be the one person I'm, in the entire world that's not going to go see it. I'm, I'm going to say uh, highest grossing film of all time. And well, it's already company. made $120 million. And <laughs> I know. It hasn't even opened yet. I know. Because pre-sale, highest grossing pre-sale of all time. Yeah. 
And it's gonna be it's gonna be the highest grossing movie of all time. And that, and it's three hours long, and people aren't taking pee breaks during the uh, screen portion. So we, yeah. we know this movie's gonna. My be My supervisor good. and I were talking about this at work this morning. She said that her boyfriend told her, "Do not eat, do not drink before we go to this movie. You're not allowed to have either all day." What? So, okay, so she doesn't have to go extreme. to the bathroom. I I just hold it. I pee in the cup. If I gotta go, I go. I don't care. <laughs> Do you hear me? Or pee in the cup. Yeah. That's why uh, you get the big soda. Painfully average doesn't work out well. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry uh, and we're coming back to liar. <laughs> well, eventually we'll go see it. Maybe in the next week sometime I'll have yeah. time to see it. Yeah, um, I, I strongly I, urge you guys to see it because I, I really want to hear what your opinions are on this. Um, I, I, I know, Ron... You know, you. Yeah, I know, I, Rich. I, you didn't see Pet Cemetery yet, have you? You still nope. haven't seen it. I was. I, know waiting, Ron, <laughs> I, I made the promise last week. I'm waiting until it comes out on Blu-ray so I can yeah. see if there's any extras and I can give the review then. Right. And I know Ron did, and I know you were pretty critical of it, rightfully so. And I think we had a good discussion of that last week. But uh, I have a feeling you'll like this movie a lot more. Oh, I wanted to see this movie. The, the first trailer I saw was the kids in the car. And yeah, yeah that, that, I'm like, and that happens early on in the film, so, so it wasn't one of those movies where the trailer, you know, the sweet. trailers were giving away everything. That happens fairly early, sweet. and um, you know, they kept that very. The, the trailers were very subtle in this, and it was a pretty intense movie. Yeah, it was a pretty intense movie. But whether you'll give it the same kind of a high score that I do, I don't know. But um, I, I have a feeling you're really gonna dig it. Oh, I probably, I probably will. I, I like this one. All right. So at this point, I believe. Uh, we're going to take our last break and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to do what I like to do the most. We're going to have a countdown. Countdown. back to the zone so before the break i mentioned that we were going to be spending the rest of our time talking a little horror huh huh stealing your thunder again in there a little bit rich it's okay uh i love to do countdowns love to do them i think they're fun i think that they they really kick up a conversation (laughs) so steal a lot of my thunder there we do countdowns every damn week yeah we do well you guys do not so much us but you like to you like to you like to extend out to 10 yeah, I like plus, to extend to ten. I would do. Plus I would do hundred if we had time. Plus fifty honorable mentions. You already get to like sixty. I would. I would do. I would do a thousand if we had time. We don't have that much time. We today. don't have that much time. We could start with the worst horror movie ever made and work our way up to the best ever. You know, if we had we the can, time, we can comment. It would there. probably take three weeks to do the show. Yes, but, but instead um, we have a top ten. We have a top ten. I've been working on several. I've got a whole bunch of them done that we're going to be doing in future shows. But this week in particular, we are going to be talking. The top 10 horror movie sequels of all time. And uh, when I made this list, I I started with a rough draft of it. I actually did it at work. And I showed Luke and I showed our our, one of our fans, one of our best fans, Sean. Um, And, you know, there were some things that they agreed with. There were some things they disagreed with. Uh, but this is what I came up with. I spent a lot of time on this, and I kind of want to know what you guys think as I go through them. So that means feel free to crap all over it, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. The more time spent, the more crap gets thrown. It, you know, I, I really did a lot of research on this, too. I, I tried to look up every sequel that I could find, and I came up with, you know, there's nothing scientific about this. Is none of my lists have. This is my opinion, and I thought a lot about it. And That's this is all what you I'm can up go with. by, is your opinion. Exactly. So we're going to start it off with number 10. I chose Friday the 13th Part 2. Part 2? Not bad. Yeah? Are we going to have, like, are we going to have multiple entries from these, or? That's the beauty of this list, is you will find out as we get going. Oh, because I I was just kind of curious. Two's good. That's fine. I mean, I'm good with it. Yeah? Yeah. 
I, I love it. I, I I probably up until a year ago I liked that one mo- the most in the entire series, and then I was at the camp where they finished where they filmed the original movie, and my opinion changed. I, I always loved the original, but after being there, the original is always going to have. I mean, my favorite sequel in that in that is Part Five, which yeah. is unpopular with a lot of people. You know what? I that movie grew on but me. That movie's amazing. That Watch movie that did movie. grow on me. It's because it's such. It is really the most mean spirited one in the entire exactly. series. But it looks and feels like the original four. That's right. So, it's great. That's it's great. I That's agree with me. you. I agree. That in fact, that did not make my list. But if there was an honorable, or as you like to say, a dishonorable mention, that that would have been near the top. Well, that would have been an honorable mention because that's one of my. That's my. I'm not joking. That is my favorite one in the series. Yeah, fair but that's enough. only because after all the years of watching it, it never used to be. That one has the most memorable kills. It has the most yeah. memorable people. Now, mind you, I like part two, especially uh, the little subtle things in part two that that go unlooked, like when he uh, falls out of the chair. Yeah. Or when she pees, or does the rat pee? We don't know. One of them. Pees. We don't know. One of them pees. I like the guy in the wheelchair getting the machete to his face. Ooh, that's that one of my favorite. That's did one not of, see that, that coming. That's one of my favorite kills of all time. Oh yeah, in a, in a, you didn't a, see it coming the first movie. time you saw it. So yeah. what a what a great scene that is. So good pick. Go. What do we got for number nine? Number nine. Yeah, big surprise here. Halloween three season of the witch. Now you guys may say, I can already see Ron's facial expressions. You guys may say this is not a Halloween sequel. I beg to differ. It is called Halloween three. It is a sequel. As we all know, (laughs) everything got erased after the great erasure of Halloween 2018. So we know that none of those happened. Right. Which coincidentally was after the finger snap of Doom. Ooh. So Thanos got rid of Halloween. Halloween. Oh. Oh man. That's full circle. So that's what did it. Full circle. I never realized the Halloween was in the uh, the MCU. And now so. it is in there. Uh, you've made your argument before. I kind of see what your argument is. I, Just I save don't... your time and watch the forty-five minute Buffy episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Ron, get off the furniture. <laughs> All right. We've talked about that movie to death in the past, so I won't go on any further <laughs> yeah, with it, yeah. and uh, we could debate that all day. So, <laughs> number eight, Hellbound, Hellraiser two. Um, not a fan. Really, not a fan. I, I would have thought you liked it. I'm not a Hellraiser fan. I'm not a huge fan. Those movies are all over the place, and it's almost an anthology just, series at this point. But I, that's the one movie that really is a direct sequel to any of them, and I dig that movie. I like that better than the original. Uh, Isn't just, that when you find out he's a German, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Bad. no, that that series. His has, origin story is horrible. I just want to point this out in in concept. It's a little confusing. In, I'll give it that. In concept, Pinhead is cool. In concept, uh, the fact that none of it makes sense is what makes them all bad movies. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I just I, I've never been a Hellraiser fan. Yeah, me. I mean, I'd like some scenes in it, which if you had to ask me my favorite Hellraiser movie, and by the way, it's not because it's a good movie, it's just because it's brutal and the kills are great, it's Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. But that's only because it's got some of the greatest kills and uh, the, the movie makes no sense. It's, it's, I put it this way. I like Hellraiser 3 the same way I like 28 Weeks Later. It's violence okay. for the sake of violence. That's it. You know, I was watching that the other day, and I actually like that better than the original too. What twenty eight weeks? Twenty eight weeks later, yeah. I like it better than twenty eight days. I later. make the argument all the time. It's not a more great, action. It's not a great movie. The movie is violence for the sake of violence, and in that genre, it works out better because technically that's what it should be. Because technically, it's a kind of a pseudo zombie movie, right? Right. The twenty eight weeks later is. However, with Hellraiser, it's supposed to be like this story, and there's never been a story to follow in those movies. I've never found the actual story. I mean, we know there's the box, and we know the box leads you to Pinhead. And then somewhere in between all of that is where you get lost. And I agree with that. I do agree with that. I still dig those two movies, the, the first and the second one. Um, watch them again sometime, this is maybe. This is your list, so I respect your list. I'm just saying, for me, I wouldn't have put it on there just because... Because you're not a fan. And I, I, and I wouldn't even have put Hellraiser 3 on there. I just said that that was my favorite one just because sometimes violence for the sake of violence will get you through a movie. Right. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. go ahead. Fair enough. Number seven, and this is where I have a feeling I am going to really get hit for it because this answers the question that you had when i had number 10 are there more than one sequel in a series on this list the answer is yes number seven is friday the 13th the final chapter aka part four yeah not bad that's good Uh, this is a great movie it's a good final movie too 
And yeah. unfortunately, it wasn't the final movie. <laughs> Except no, it wasn't. I mean, if it could have been the final movie, if they should have been if, the final if, movie. If people were more accepting and weren't dumb at the time, and that's right, I'll say that word, I don't care, and part five would have taken off the way it should have taken off, then we wouldn't have had to worry about it not being a good final movie. Then we wouldn't have Zombie Jason. I still think that that's the problem. That's just me. Uh, with the, uh, like I said, but that's also because now I challenge any people who crap on part five, look at part five. Tell me that 90% of the kills in that movie aren't the iconic ones that you think about. Right. When you think about it. There's only a handful of ones that are. And the ones that are, are in part two and part four. Yeah. I personally think that part six, even though I'm not a fan of the, the zombie Jason so much, and that's where it does change to that. Um, part six, I actually debated having that on the list too. Part six I, is good. It's, a, it it's is probably good. the most fun movie in all of them because it was quirky. It was, oh, that was, it was campy. That was, yeah. Okay. So basically what no happened pun in part, intended. no, no, it, is, it should be pun intended because that, that's how they would do it in that movie. Yeah, true. That's basically what they did. Basically what they did was they turned Jason slash the Friday the 13th movies into the Nightmare on Elm Street movies at the point. So by yeah. then, you know, Freddy was menacing and horrible and, you know, as a person in part one, which makes part one uh, or the original Nightmare on Elm Street terrifying. Uh, we won't talk about Nightmare on Elm Street 2 because yeah. we don't have enough time in a decade to talk about the flaws there. But part three, you know, the, the Dream Warriors is where we start to see... The Freddy that we that the America knows and loves, the smart ass Freddy, the one that uses plays on words, uses puns. So that had been established and was very successful. Now you've come off of, as you point out, a really good run from one to four, for the most part, for the Friday Thirteenth franchise, and then you had the fifth movie, which was, as you pointed, the most mean spirited. There was nothing fun about that movie. It was smutty. It was, was gross. It, it was, which is amazing. Which it is, is why yeah. all the reasons why it's phenomenal. I agree. And then you hit six, and they went, and I agree with you. The six was fun, and that's why I, I do like part six a lot as well. But then you hit that. The only other, the part I don't like about six is some of the more campier. Like it does get there is some yeah, camp. There's some, it there's, changes. There's, there's, the it, feel is different, and they did they added it out a lot because as we know from yeah. now, they've added it out a ton. I.e. the not lawn, more than seven, but yeah, well, yeah, seven added quite a bit, but six they added out the lawn chair. Pretty much when he splits the uh, sheriff in half. Yeah. Um, that What I call the launcher, even though there wasn't a launcher involved. But you see the aftermath. But during the original cut, you get to see the whole the whole effing show, if you oh. will. Oh, yeah. That's on the the, the Blu-rays. I have those Blu-rays. You should watch them. They're fun. I might have to watch that version of it. Yeah. I mean, I've got fun. the DVD. But. They're fun. They're, they're, they, they're not, they don't look pristine because obviously they're, they were left behind. But, yeah, you, there was a lot of stuff they took out because they didn't want to make it as bloody, gory, and violent. I think that in a, in a Friday the Thirteenth movie you need that, but I did I do enjoy it because of the entertainment value, right? If you will, there fair you enough. Mean. All right, so number six, uh, it's kind of funny that you mentioned uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie because that's uh, oh whoa, oh, oh Freddy's dead. Well, it is not Freddy's uh, dead, but it is a Nightmare on Elm Street three, the Dream Warriors, the greatest movie. In the history of horror movies, no, I'm joking. Movie. That, of course, if, if you know my list, that's Halloween. I think is the greatest of all time. But uh, the opposite of, of the Chernobyl Diaries. Yes, yes, yes. The opposite. That's the other. <laughs> there you go. If you want to start at the worst, like you said earlier, Chernobyl Diaries, and we can work our way. We can to work ha- our way to number to to Halloween. Halloween. Uh, but uh, as far as <laughs> as far as a fan, I am a huge fan of the uh, fr- uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Uh, obviously, the first one is terrifying, as I pointed out. But I think the best one is number three. I think the number three from start to finish is the best. Per- Production of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I agree, because even in the first one being terrifying and horror and, and, and actual a real horror movie, there's still some parts in it you're like, this is kind of, you know. Right. But part three, from front to beginning, the story progresses. It's 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 a it's a decent enough story. I like what they introduce into it. It makes sense. It it's really almost a does. superhero movie in well, a way, yeah, but well, not. Yeah, but, well, it is because the kids... But think about it. That makes sense. Yeah. Why has nobody... And then it, the bad part is it's only kind of teased in other movies. For the most part, nobody does in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie again what they did in 3. Right. Because think about it. You're in the dream world. Yes, he controls the dream world. He's the master of that world. But in that world, you could give yourself powers. Yeah. You should be. You know, it's a dream. Right. Because you can, you know, if you learn how to harness that, and that's what she's telling these kids, why was that never technically used again? Because, like, it, it really never gets used again. I, I think it's you're right. They were, they were in the hospital. I think it was, I think that's what it was. It was they were all together, so they were it was together, easier to do it, it that way. It, yeah, that's true. And they were but I'm just saying it was just a weird thing that, that yeah. never came up again that, like, hey, you could do this. Now, mind you, pulling him out happens pretty much in every movie. Yeah. yeah they, but they, that they, was also the one where we got the backstory about his mother. 
Yes, it like was. Like a complete backstory, which it, is good. Great writing. You know, it was, it was pulled off really well. I don't know if you realize this or not. One of my favorite writers slash directors of all time, Frank Darabont, actually wrote the screenplay for yeah. part three. Yeah, I didn't know that. Frank That's Darabont. I'm surprised he hasn't good, been involved in more. Such, such a, a great movie. director. That was a great movie. I mean, from front to back, it's a great movie. I do believe it's the, definitely the best Nightmare on Elm Street sequel by a long shot because... After that, like I said, we already said two is just a throwaway. We make fun of Freddy's Dead all the time. <laughs> right. Uh, so that was that joke came in. And then four and five are, well, four is better than five. However, it's not great. It's, it's not. Neither of them are great. They dropped the ball on it. Uh, I mean, come on. Five, they lost. They, five, they ran out of money. So there's an invisible Freddy Kung Fu scene. I just. Yeah, just leave that there. Just yeah, we'll just throw it out there for future. So three is by a long shot, and it's not even funny. And I don't consider Wes Craven's new nightmare as part of that series. Period. Yeah. Yes, it has Freddy in it, but it doesn't count. It's or like else, a meta version, or of else, it. or else I would say that that had to be on the list because that movie's pretty good. Yeah, and I I toyed with that. I didn't know. But whether to put I would it have argued with you. I would have argued with you. I'm glad you didn't because I would have argued with you because it's not a sequel. As much as people like to believe it's a sequel, it's a good companion film yeah. because it's not part of that movie. Yes, it's, it's more a meta. meta. It's more yeah. meta. It's new. It's different. Freddy's not even the same in that movie. No, it's a different I mean, Freddy. It, well, Very different. It, well, I mean, it's, it's still Robert Englund, but he acts completely different than Freddy Krueger acted in any movie. He looks different for the most part. I mean, except for being burnt. Think about it. He has no glove. The gloves, the, the, the claw it's is part of his hand. Yeah. The, the mean, colors on his, his hat and his sweater are even different. No, yeah. He wears know? a trench coat. Yeah. Big black boots. All sorts of crazy. It's on par with the original movie. And, it, it is and terrifying people will disagree with that, oh, but man. it is on par it's with the original terrifying movie. terrifying at parts because he's menacing. He's not a fun, he's not the fun-loving Freddy. I mean, halfway through the movie, you see Robert Englund as Freddy in the movie, and that's the fun-loving Freddy. Remember, he's out in the crowd high-fiving people on the yeah, talk show. Yeah, he shows up on a talk on. show, yeah. Yeah, they're, they were doing a talk show with them, and he's playing Freddy, and he's high-fiving people, and after you see the conversation between her and Robert Englund, Heather Langkamp being in Robert Englund, mm-hmm. but so you see the fun Freddy. The Freddy that's America's, you know, hero, if you will, big pop culture icon. But the villain of the movie is this terrifying, horrible creature slash demon. And yeah, so that's why I don't count it. But yeah, as far as sequels, three is three is where it's at. And I'm glad that Luke isn't here because he disagrees with me 100% on this. He thinks that this movie is terrible because he thinks that they ruined Freddy Krueger. He actually is a huge fan of the second one. He stands by the second one and, and does not like the third one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah, I know. On. I know. Yeah, number five. We'll leave that alone. Number five, which originally I had uh, at number four, and then I remembered another sequel that wasn't on any list that I saw anywhere, so I had to insert it in. Uh, but number five is Psycho 2. Uh, yeah, that was good. I, I mean, love that movie. I, I love that movie. Such a great twist. I just never understood why Psycho needed a uh, sequel. It didn't because it's the perfect horror movie, the original one. Close close to it. Close to it. But uh, yeah, it was good. I dug it. There was a twist. It was good. I had a great twist on it. So I I dug it. I'm not saying I didn't dig it. It kind of got old after a while because I I think it was like four stuff where it became really strange. The fourth one, the third one is very smutty too. It's kind of the, the yeah yeah yeah. You know, it's I I, there, I don't like that film so much. But isn't the, the fourth, fourth one, one was actually on the, is, is where he's calling into a radio calls into show? a radio talk show? It kind of renegs the second and the third movie for the most part. I think there's like a couple of things that he mentions, but for the most part, it, yeah, yeah, it right. gets rid of those and it goes back to the beginning. It was actually a made for TV film. Okay. Um, the first time I saw it, I kind of didn't care for it. I watched it the second time. I was like, you know, this isn't as bad. It, it doesn't fit really. It was strange, but I, I think two is good. I, yeah, I, I like two. It was good. I, I liked it. Like I said, I just didn't think it needed a sequel. But it's yeah, it didn't. But if there was going to be a sequel, they did. They did it justice for what they did do with it. Okay. So, uh, number four, the one that wasn't originally on the list, and thanks to Sean and Luke at work, they reminded me of this film, Wreck Two. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I like Rec, and I liked Rec too. I don't know. I think my problem is, and it gets me in a lot of trouble with people, is I still think the Rec movies are overrated. Oh. <laughs> I think now the those fans dams fighting words right nah, there. We got down fighting words down here. That's all right. Those are the movies that made me want to watch more foreign films because prior to that, I didn't want anything to do with them. Rafe actually was the one that made me watch them. Back to back years, we have a big horror movie marathon thing in, during October every year, and that the first wreck was his pick one year, the second one was his pick the following year. So that's how I was introduced to those movies, and I am absolutely in love with both of those movies. 
I mean, they're they're fine. They're good for what they are. But I mean, once again, I just think that it's like when you watch lists and watch people talk about them, they're just they, they become overrated. I mean, here's 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 how I can I can prove that they're overrated because they did a shot for shot American version called Quarantine and they were shitty movies. Yeah. So if it's the only difference being some of the makeup design and the language so if they were great movies then why wouldn't they translate that would be like my arguing of saying like the ring or ringu and uh and once again ringu is rated overrated like hell because it's basically the ring is a shot for shot remake of it yeah so if you're like this one's great because it's from japan then you're dave Meltzer as far as wrestling goes (laughs) like just that's just my opinion that's just one guy's opinion now mind you i was entertained during both movies i just don't think that uh, i'm not i just was gonna play the bad guy role and saying i don't think they're as rated as high as they should be rich you pulled a heel turn it was a heel turn i can be a heel i just am pointing out that you're the kevin owens of this show now because there was another movie that came out called Cabin Fever that was, you know, <laughs> the thing. Yeah, I, I got nothing to say about that movie. And the sequel to that was a phenomenal. I'm joking. That, <laughs> that part was a lie. Apparently there's a third one. I couldn't. I think Sean Astin's in the uh, third one. Dude, I lost track. Maybe it's the second one. It's kind of like the wrong turn thing where like there was like a wrong two, turn two, three, yeah. four, five. I'm like, they took really? one too many wrong turns really? in that series. What happened to that? They took a wrong turn at the, when they made the fucking series. That's what happened. I like the first one. The but first one's all right. It's a fun it's, movie. The sequels are all pretty uh, bad. Yeah, It's not a franchise. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyways, with Rack, like I said, they are good movies. I won't argue that they're not good movies. I just feel like a lot times are overrated but that's fine to each their own yeah i'm sure that people will disagree with me and then there's some people who will agree with me the braver people will agree but fair enough there you go i'm brave (laughs) (laughs) brave enough you're brave enough not to agree with me that's that's for sure go ahead (laughs) continue on all right we're up to the top three here so number three which is probably on a lot of people's list number one uh evil dead 2 oh absolutely wow uh, well, first of all, Evil Dead Two is just basically Evil Dead. Let's be honest, but <laughs> but a comedic but version. Hold of on, it. hold on. Give me a, time, a second. But it's amazing. Yes, and it's more comedic. I love Evil Dead Two. I dare say I like Evil Dead Two better than I like Evil Dead. I think most people actually feel that way. I don't. I actually like the original because it is more of a horror movie. As low budget as it was, that movie scared me. If you want to go, if you want to go with which Evil Dead is better, the remake as far as a horror movie is better. I agree with that. As far as being a, a horror movie, yeah. Uh, if you want to go with my favorite Evil Dead movie, is Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Uh, Evil Dead, even the original. I mean, mind you, I'm not shit on the original. I enjoy the original as well. I still watch. I've I yeah. pretty much see those movies every year to every other year, and I, I me as well. Every time I, they're on television, and I, I watch. watch them. Oh yeah, if I see it on, I'll stop and watch no matter what. I even watch Army of Darkness when I see it on oh, television. Yeah. I, I I love as campy as Army of Darkness is. I love that. The, I love the that dialogue movie. in that movie oh, is what gets so me good. Anyways, uh, I I'm, I'm Evil Dead Two. I'm all day with because like I said, I I can argue why it's better than the original, even though people will also give you that argument that it is the original. Yeah, but it's it's fun. It's 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 got the right amount of camp. Yeah, is it scary? No, it's not no. scary at all. But it's fun. And sometimes I think that we take horror movies too seriously. Sometimes it's good to just have fun. Now, mind you, Agreed. there's times where it doesn't pay off. There's times where you have those really shitty ones. But you're talking to guy, and I guess it could show how I am. I love critters, as we know. Yeah, and and I love those movies not because they're great horror movies are great movies period but they're fun and they don't take themselves too seriously same thing with the ghoulies movies i love those movies too because they're fun and they don't take themselves too seriously where you get in trouble is some of the sequels to like puppet master oh yeah because then you try to take yourself campy or or even some of the sequels to, uh child's play you try to take yourself yeah. you, you try to be a horror movie sometimes and then you try to be funny you can't do both you have to be all in or all out and like you said the nice part about two is it knows what it is Evil Dead 2 knows what it is. Yeah. It knows it's basically it's a spoof funny, of the original it's movie. It's a comedy. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's not really scary. The only thing that's it's the only thing that makes it horror is the blood in the circumstance. Right. That's it. And it's fun. And I like that. The original one, yes, does have some horror elements. But if you're going to go by which is the better horror movie, the remake is definitely a way better horror movie. Yeah, and, and a lot believe, of people don't agree with us on that, but I, I have to agree with you listen, on that. Listen, if you believe the if you believe the press from that movie too, the press they always said that that was the movie Sam Raimi wanted to make originally. So yeah, I think the the remake is a fantastic remake. I do too. So. I agree. Um, number two, Aliens. Oh, absolutely, man. Oh, there's no argument there. 
I love me some aliens. I love that whole universe. Yeah. I don't care. I'm even one of those people who like Prometheus. Oh, yeah. oh I, I love, love Prometheus. I love, Resurrection's the one Resurrection. that I can't stand. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so dude, bad. Alien Resurrection was horrible. But uh, the, the two that even came... Because I, I like storytelling, too. The, but this series has a great... Well, with the exception of Resurrection, has a great storytelling. Great... Uh, and Aliens, man. More terrifying than the first. Yeah. More terrifying. Now, I like the yeah. story in the first, the sci-fi story of of the first alien. The first movie. one's a slasher in space. It's just there's not a mass killer. It's an alien. Right, right, right. It is. It's a slasher, but it's also got some really great sci-fi to it. The yeah. first one too. The second one to me is more of a horror film through and through. Now, see, because I, there's more of the. I think the atmosphere in the second one, man, is built up where like you like shit's happening. Yeah. See, to me, it was always kind of like the Terminator two. To Terminator 1. You know, Terminator 2. Terminator 1 is almost a slasher movie. Terminator 2 is a big budget action movie. To me, that's what Aliens is. It's not so much that it's a horror movie like the first one is. It's a... It's a big budget action sequel. That's how I felt about it. And James Cameron is... But the atmosphere in that movie is better than the first one. I think that it's equal. Are you really? Because I, 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 I think because the hits keep on coming and they come from all sorts of different directions in the second one, that that's what makes it more... I mean, the first one's more menacing because there's it's that more menacing one threat. and there's more suspense. But in the, the first second, one. the second one, but the the second one hit the hits keep on coming from everywhere. They keep coming, but the first Sweet. one, when you see the first one the first time, you don't know what's coming. You don't know. It was unlike anything that's ever been seen no, before. That's, that's your that's your part there. You know, that's what you like. I do yeah. get that. But <laughs> I mean, for me, I like the fact that just like shit just keeps happening. And you're, that's great to me. That's that's perfect because yeah. then you because like in the other one you kind of knew if like the thing wasn't around that like you were all right to like lull a little bit you know there's some downtime in that first one and the second one they keep you pretty off pretty off balance once it starts in the fan yeah because like literally the maybe thing, that's why i see you get away from film. you get away from this one and you didn't realize that there's another one or then you know your face huggers and everything else right right so i mean it's like that movie gets pretty like hectic especially about halfway through that movie till the end climax it gets real hectic like literally you know because that's what i think that's why to me i like it better right is that, and now mind you i love the the first alien movie too i just think that they're ones ones of more of a like a uh, to me keeping me off balance was what the second one does better than the first one the first one does have more suspense it's more menacing it's more dark if you will. yeah the second one is more like oh shit right <laughs> like shit's hitting the fan it, it, like when shit starts hitting the fan and and aliens is it hits the fan and right. the first one is just kind of like menacing build build you know end and I, that one's more like that movie just goes everywhere I know people can't see my hands are moving. Everywhere. They're moving. They They're are moving. moving. They're jazz hands. That's crazy. But I agree with that one then. So, right. I like it. No matter how you cut it, it's, it's a good pick. All right. So the number one horror movie sequel of all time. Do we have a drum roll? Does, do, we, do we have that in, in the studio? I don't know if we do or not. There it is. It's very high tech right there. The number one horror movie sequel of all time, Bride of Frankenstein. Wow, you went old school very old school with that which i don't normally do with horror movies because i don't i respect the original ones the old ones but i don't particularly i don't think they're particularly great movies in the grand scheme of things brian frankenstein is amazing amazing great cinematic art it's it's one of the greatest cinematic movies of all time i I, i'm not just saying that if you look on the ama list it's up there yeah i think it's in the top 20 i could be wrong last time i I think you're right uh yeah, there's no problem with that. I just thought I was kind of fine that you went old school there. Yeah, didn't I, see I it coming, did you? See that. that was a twist. Ooh, what a twist! Ooh, what yeah. a twist! I love a good twist in a horror movie. That so. was that was a good twist. But no, it's a great, it's a great pick. I mean, uh, cinematically, probably one of the most influential movies of all time. Uh, probably the reason why we have horror movies uh, the way they are now. A lot of the, put it this way, there's not a lot of the tropes in the movie, but the movie created the tropes out of it. Yeah, like the storyline, the 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 way that it sets up, even even the fact that the ending is a twist, if you will. Right. You, you didn't see nobody saw that ending coming. Right. But it was also at a time where there weren't really sequels either. So yeah, it's exactly. kind of you know I don't want to say it's the one that originated it because I'm sure there was probably something uh, somewhere. Well, but the, that the, was well, you got to remember the dark universe, if you will. Yeah. Uh, which they're trying to recreate, but the dark universe, if you will, spawned some pretty bad sequels later creature on. from the black lagoon well well here's the thing we all look at the fun parts like but there was like 50 dracula movies where bella goes to play dracula now mind you they're not 
direct sequels to the original Dracula movie that Bela Lugosi was in. But unfortunately, he was in all those movies, which made them kind of tainted. Same with Frankenstein. At some point in Juncture, you get like... You, I think you got Bela Lugosi Albert, you got, played Frankenstein one way or, or... Maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm thinking... No, uh, uh, it was the other way around. Yeah, it was the other way around. Boris Karloff, Boris Karloff played, played, Dracula. played Dracula at one point. Uh, it doesn't even matter, really. Uh, yeah. But uh, here's, here's, here's the better part. Some of those got real... And I, and for what they were worth, I liked them. The Abbott and Costello movies, yeah. meeting the Universal Monsters. So we had some of those sequels there too. But I, I dig that because there's a lot. Like when I say a lot, like you had like the first kind of stalking, if you will, of a of a like a real stalk. Because before that, let's be honest, they would stalk prey or victims, but it was never like. It's suspenseful. Right. I think Frankenstein, uh, the Bride of Frankenstein, you find where you, there's a suspense to it. And then you expect the movie to end one way and it ends it another, another right. And then, dare I say it's better than the original. Yeah. And then you also added the love story stuff into a horror movie. Right. Which when they're what we know now and when we watch them now, there's always some kind of love connection in a horror movie because that's the best way to get people to feel for somebody. Believe it or not, people feel for that couple that's together before they get murdered. Right. You know what I mean? More than they do for the fat guy like me and Ron who might be by ourselves. Although, you know, because like, think about it. I'm being serious. Think about the, think about uh, the beginning of five. We're talking about mean spirited movies. Yeah. We have, we have the special needs kid that gets murdered in the beginning of Friday the 13th part five. Yeah. Who cares? And I'm, I'm not saying that to be a dick. Who cares? Like, like, yeah. like, and honestly, that's part of the reason why people crap on that movie because nobody cared to the point that they didn't care that the father ended up being the killer. Sorry, right. spoiler alert. If you guys want a 30 year old movie spoiler, <laughs> but like seriously, but no, but seriously, yeah. think about it. That's why nobody cared. If they would have set up an issue where they would have gave a damn, then that movie would have been 10 times better. Yeah. And that's what we're, that's where, but it all spawned off of Bride of Frankenstein, I think, because then that kind of went into movies hand in hand. The best movies, the best horror movies, and if you look at that list that you just made, a lot of those sequels, there is some kind of like love connection either between the audience and the character right. or between the character and another character that creates a bond with the audience where the audience is like, I'm rooting for you. Right. If you don't have that, it's meaningless. It really is. I mean, and that's 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 the thing. If you go through that list, I mean, in part three, you just said it. They were all in the hospital. They were all together. That was a love group. It wasn't even yeah. a relationship. I, they all were trying to stay alive together, man. You love that group. You rooted for that group against Freddy Krueger, which is unusual because most people root for Freddy. Yeah. But you wanted those kids to succeed because they made that matter to you. And that's why four and five and even six fail because you didn't give a shit. Right. You don't care. I'm rooting for the killer. Once you start rooting for the killer in a movie... That becomes, I mean, it might still be an entertaining horror movie. Don't get me wrong, because I've had plenty of them where it's still entertaining, but it's not a great horror movie because you shouldn't ever root for the killer. And then when I you, agree with that, and you should never turn the killer face. That was my biggest problem with the the Texas Chainsaw, uh, not the prequel, but the the one that was just called Texas Chainsaw. Uh, yes, Texas the, Chainsaw 3D, I believe, is what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the they and, and turn he him turns, good he at the turns end. him a, he turns face at the end. Yeah, like, fuck, man. Like you never turn the killer face. Yeah. I mean, if the crowd is going to root for the killer, it's fine. You know, we, we all have rooted for Freddy Krueger. We've all rooted for Jason. But once again, think about the movies we root for them in. Like I was rooting for, uh, I'm rooting for Jason as part eight. No. Okay, part eight's, part eight's entertaining because it's fun to root for Jason. But think about it. You don't give a damn about anybody he kills in that movie. That's why it's great. Well, maybe Julius. You still don't care about him. It's, just <laughs> funny to, it's funny to watch his head get knocked off and roll into the garbage can. Not only not only does he knock his head off, but he makes a basket in the pot in, in the process. Yeah. Like, son of a bitch. Like, nobody, but you don't care about, you don't even care about the main You girl. know, the greatest thing, I'm just going to leave this at this when, we, when we're talking yeah, about that yeah. movie. There was a, a gentleman I used to work with. His name was Mike. Um, he no longer works with me. He works someplace else now. But uh, he's an African-American guy. Funniest guy I think I've ever met in my entire life. And he has the greatest, he put that movie, part eight, the greatest thing I've ever heard of that movie. He goes like this. I'm going to try to imitate him as best I can. Why's the brother got to be the one that gets his head punched off? that's his take on that movie that sums up how he feels about that movie yeah. that's the whole movie for him yeah he's got a point he though. had a, some stitches <laughs> i love it he's got a point 
<laughs> well, with that, you know what? It is. I think it's that time. Good list, though. Overall, I, 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 I applaud your list. But, I mean, if you disagree with Mike's list or you want to add something to that list, hey, let us know how you feel or anything that we talked about on this show. It's easy. Facebook, HorrorZone607. Twitter, at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation so we know you're talking about us. That'd be awesome. Also, check out 8122productions.com. You can stream or download our, our, our all our podcasts. I almost said our music. Our podcast right from there if you would like to do so. Also, there's a bunch of reviews that Mike C. has written. We've got a bunch up there. No no La Llorona, but that's okay. He already explained that one, but we have a bunch up there. I'll write a review already. eventually. Yeah, we have a bunch up there anyways. And also, you can check out what else we have to offer, and there's more to come. So 8122productions.com for all of uh, that information. And I think that's all I got. All right, well, that's the show for this week. We will be back next week talking a whole lot more horror. And uh, we hope you guys will join us again at that point. Have a great week. See ya.